I never get tired of that song. All right, let's check in with Vaughn Palmer for the Vancouver Sun this morning because sure enough, another short notice briefing from health officials yesterday, leaving us with a lot to talk about. Good morning, Vaughn. Hey, good morning, Simi. Uh, we got the notice yesterday, uh, a last-minute briefing with Adrian Dix and Dr. Henry on COVID-19 pandemic management. I mean, oh, this isn't going to be good news. I mean, go back to the end of June, we weren't even supposed to need these briefings anymore. Um and it wasn't good news, and for the second time this week, so Tuesday and then Thursday, the North is ground zero for trouble in British Columbia, for pandemic management, for needing more controls. All in all, a pretty grim briefing. It really was, and I saw some of the fully vaccinated rates for different communities in the North, and I mean, they're, they're startling. In Peace River South, it's 53%. Yeah, you know, that's right. And the other thing, like, in a way, they're not picking on the North because the new rules exempt the Northwest. So Kitimat, uh, Haida Gwaii, Prince Rupert, all those communities have hit the mark uh, for vaccination. It's the Northeast that's the problem. So, you know, uh, other parts of British Columbia, the interior, um, have managed, have risen to the challenge, have caught up and passed some of the other regions of the province. But Northeast, I mean, I thought the most powerful part of the briefing yesterday is the airlift. The government's been chartering aircraft and flying COVID-19 patients to Royal Jubilee Hospital here in Victoria, the regional hospital in Nanaimo, in Metro Vancouver, um, these people are being flown hundreds of miles from their homes and, and, and their family and friends who might visit them in hospital. They're in critical condition. And we might as well be blunt about this, Simi, 42 of the 45 patients, I think, or 44 of the 45 patients flown out with COVID-19 are unvaccinated. So it's a grim situation. The other thing uh, Dr. Henry was very blunt about yesterday is young people of British Columbia put aside the notion you can beat this thing. Uh, If you get it, uh, it is so transmissible and so nasty. If you get it, you may well end up in hospital. You may well end up in the ICU. And let's be blunt, you might end up dead and that's a very different kind of message, that openness, you know, that directness uh, from health officials, and we've heard in a long time. Yeah, I think so, Simi. And, you know, when we, when we get, when this is over, and if we get, the government dares to call an independent public inquiry into it, um, I think we will want to go back over lessons to be learned and stuff. I think the case can be made that... they're still very selective in what they tell us. One of the things that really jumped out at me yesterday, even while we're getting all this candor on the North, is Global Reporter gets up and says, hey, what's going on at the Willingdon long-term care home? Yes. And and Adrian Dick says, well, we've got 89 cases there, and there might be as many as 10 dead. And I'm going, would they have even told us about that if Global hadn't asked? I mean, this is classic... NDP government, Adrian Dix, Dr. Bonnie Henry, John Horgan, management of the storyline. Yeah, they'll come out and they'll tell us, you know, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff you want to know. But if you don't ask the right question, 
Oh, uh, why would you want to know that? Well, this is one of the worst outbreaks in the province in long-term care. And Simi, it's happened after all the steps they told us they were taking to make people safe in long-term care, including uh, making sure the staff are vaccinated, including uh, all kinds of provisions on visitors and separation, including planning to give booster shots. But again, I noticed yesterday, Adrian Dix got asked, okay, on Tuesday, you told us there are still 2,000 workers in long-term care and assisted living who weren't vaccinated. So how many of them have been put on unpaid leave since the deadline for getting vaccinated passed this week? No numbers. Uh, He doesn't know or he isn't telling us. And again, I go... They're still very selective in what they tell us on this storyline. Right, because we are hearing little bits about that. I know there's a story on the globalnews.ca website about a care, care homes in the interior of the province, in the Kelowna area, that are down short staff because they've had like a group of staff members just quit because of yeah. the mandate. Yeah, and I know the one out in Chilliwack, uh, the Mano Home, uh, told us that they had some workers that took early retirement and... Uh, and and are off and they're short-staffed. But, you know, go back a few weeks to when they were asked about these restrictions, which were first announced two months ago. They said, oh, well, we have a contingency plan to deal with that. You know, we, we, we know, that, first of all, they don't think very many people are going to give up their job and their pay and their benefits for this, and they're probably right about that. But these facilities are already short-staffed. They told us there was a contingency plan. Well, let's see it. What is the contingency plan? I was thinking of that, too. Like, just look at what's going on in Quebec. They've had to push their deadline for this back for a month because they had so many workers who were refusing to do this. Yeah. And, you know, it's a it's a public education challenge. It's all sorts of things. It's bad messaging, I think, from the government, which has repeatedly underestimated the dimensions of the second wave and the third wave and now the fourth wave. I mean, go back to a year ago. We're in the middle of a provincial election campaign, thanks to John Horgan deciding to be opportunistic. We're in the middle of the second wave building, too. And the case count is rising, particularly in Fraser Health. And... What was done about that? Well, (laughs) look at the record. Not until after the election campaign was over were strong measures taken in Fraser Health. And weeks later, Dr. Bonnie Henry admitted that she wished she'd acted sooner. She said, quote, I should have followed my spidey sense, but she didn't do anything until after the election was over, well after it was over. So, you know, where's your spidey sense been? Uh, It's one of the toughest jobs a public servant in this province has ever had. Granted, you know, just handling the news media on this thing, more than 200 press conferences, big deal. They've gotten lots of stuff right. But I'm still looking and I'm going... Some of the simplest stuff that you need, you can't get answered on. Um, Yesterday, uh, Dr. Henry and Adrian Dix said the new provincial health order dealing with acute care and continuing care workers is out. It's been posted on the provincial health officer website. I can't find it. Gord McDonald can't find it. I can't 
I don't. I have no idea. It may be out there. I suppose it's possible that I've missed it. Um, but again, it's just an example of how, considering that, Simi, I bet you anything that the government has more people working on communications on health yes. and this issue than there are working reporters in all the newsrooms in the province, and yet the simplest bit of information you can't get out of them. That is so true. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye, Simi. You too. That's Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun making excellent points as usual.